0: Primary
1: ignition, primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up all of you, and Sanjawas out there, and welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk, and I gotta say this right off the top, if you are on YouTube Look at this clean, beautiful Boba Fett inspired background we got going. Shout out to Brandon Anderson. If you're a podcast listener for a long time, you know him, you love him. So let me let me ask you this just off the top. I have a request for our podcast listeners to show support for Brandon Anderson, BA as we call him. Hop on over to YouTube, so click the link that's in the description if you're on the podcast platform, and hit the like button on this video at least, just so I can text BA later and say, look, everybody loves it, they're they're loving the work that you're doing, Uh, so do that favor for me if you could, please. But with that said, we have a Boba Fett-inspired background because we are starting our Boba festivities, but before we give you details behind what exactly, exactly that is... DJ Foster's back. What's up, DJ? Howdy, guys.
0: Glad to be back. I've got my own Boba Fett setup happening back here. I have the Empire Strikes Back novelization from, I don't know what year it was actually published, but I'm going to go with 1980. Uh I've got Empire Strikes Back again on the wall tonight, and then also a Boba Fett bobblehead. Boba Fett 40th anniversary limited edition
1: Black limited Series. Limited edition.
0: And then my favorite Boba Fett collection item. This is concept. No, I'm sorry. Holiday special Boba yep. Fett Funko Pop.
1: That is beautiful. That is, favorite, is amazing. My favorite
0: one. It's my favorite Boba Fett item I have
1: love that instantly, hunt, I had to hunt instantly that jealous, down. instantly. Well, that's jealous. okay because
0: now I'm, it's not Boba Fett, but I have something that is, I sent in the mail to you today, sir.
1: Uh Oh, it's,
0: it's not Boba Fett. I'll say that sure. now that would make it great if it was, but yeah, I did yeah, yeah. send something in the mail to Caleb Keller today. So you will hopefully receive that before Saturday. I, I yeah. mean, hopefully, hopefully hey,
1: I would love it. I would love to see that soon, uh, but I can't yeah. wait. I appreciate whatever it is. Appreciate oh, whatever. You're, you're gonna,
0: you're gonna like it. You're gonna. <laughs> All like right. It. Well, listen. I
1: hope <laughs> you, our listener, is gonna like our boba festivities. And again, what are boba festivities? going to be is me and dj week by week on our thursday episodes getting you and ourselves prepared for the book of boba fett like our thursday shows are going to be specifically focused on that character diving deeper into that character looking back at mandalorian season two episodes and seeing what we can pull from those chapters and maybe connect to the Book of Boba Fett. And we're going to start that off tonight with Chapter 9, The Marshal. I can't wait to talk about that episode yet again. And we're also tonight going to kick it off by discussing the Under the Helmet special that came on Disney Plus Day. So if you love Boba Fett, subscribe to, you know, the YouTube channel, the podcast, wherever you get your Mando talk. We would greatly appreciate it because it's going to keep on coming. And again, show update Tuesday is when we do our news pieces for star wars now thursday's boba festivities baby dj anything you want to add to that before we get going on our first chapter of boba festivities
0: i'm just excited for the boba
1: festivities the
0: fact that we even get to have boba festivities should be cause for celebration in the streets shouting from the rooftops we should all jump in our own slave one fire spray starships (laughs) Whether they're real or in our minds, we should just escape into the f- Boba festivities. And as I said on Twitter today, we're starting to party that the even the Sarlacc pit couldn't digest. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, with these Boba festivities. Yeah, and I'm well, trying absolutely. to get my I'm trying to put on an ASMR type voice. <laughs> While well, i'm saying all that no but for real i'm excited and i can't wait for our new show on tuesday because a lot of good stuff's already uh, come about that we get to discuss on that yeah, day so a lot of looking great forward things, to that as well
1: but we'll leave it there as far as that goes we'll tease you to make sure you yeah, come back yeah, come to on. that but you know you said something about a sarlacc pit so let me do another great transition uh, on this episode let's dive down the sarlacc pit of the character of boba fett this week by going to the Mandalorian Chapter Nine, The Marshall First. We're gonna discuss that chapter, and specifically, we're gonna discuss what we could see from that chapter carry over into the book of Boba Fett and those of you that are watching live with us first of all thank you so much for being here second of all uh let us know maybe some things that you think of as we're revisiting chapter nine the Marshall that that come to your mind as far as okay this could potentially connect to the book of Boba Fett well the first thing that I want to mention as far as Boba Fett in the Mandalorian chapter five the gunslinger which was directed by none other than Dave Filoni was actually in fact the first appearance That we got of Boba Fett in the Mando verse the Mandalorian where we got those spurs, you know, and for so long, a lot of people speculated that that was Boba Fett me personally I never did when I first saw it, but I believe it was speaking of Brandon Anderson at the top of our show on Mando talk BA was the one that broke that prediction. To us, like that was the first time I'd even considered it, and he turned out to be true. So, what did you think as far as uh, that the the spur moment of Chapter Five, the Gunslinger? I guess before we dive deeper into Chapter yeah, uh, Nine, well,
0: I remember waking up and watching that episode, and ultimately being kind of disappointed with the overall mm. episode. You know, uh, it has a lot to do with that character who I can't even remember his name because he was such a throwaway character. Oh yeah, um, but, but I was really excited to see Ming Na win. You know, I I was watching Agents of Shield a lot back in the day and really loved Agent May, and of course, you know she's the original voice of Mulan, so you know mm-hmm. childhood nostalgia there as well. Um, so I was excited to watch her mostly. As far as seeing, and I mention her because you know it's her there on the ground at the end of that episode where we do hear the Spurs, and this is where it pays to be. A behind the scenes nerd for me and for sure. our other listeners who are probably behind the scenes nerds, um, you hear those spurs and they're almost in, indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in one of the Disney Gallery episodes where Filoni told Favreau, he goes, Oh no, people are going to think that's Mando. But I never mm-hmm. one time thought it was Mando coming back. I never thought it was Din Jarn coming yeah. back to look at her. I always well, thought it was Boba.
1: Yeah, I certainly think that us, we, we, Probably and, well, not me. I just revealed that B.A. was the one that revealed it to me. But right. a lot of people, right. you know, thought, OK, that's Boba Fett. I think the general audience, though, maybe like Filoni said, maybe could have gotten confused with that moment well there and were a lot of people definitely clears that up
0: <laughs> oh yeah it 100 does but there were a lot of people who this was their introduction to star wars was Mandalorian, mm-hmm. so it makes sense to be like oh well, that's mando you know but the, uh, us you know the the hardcore guys we're and the girls we're all like oh that's that sounds like boba fett yeah but then you don't think about it because they misdirect you for the next few episodes until you get to chapter nine which is kind of perfect as far as you know, writing and, and directorial styles and all that stuff goes. And that's why John Favreau is like the king.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of that too, and Indiana Skywalker. Oh, I love that username oh, that's a in great the chat username. says, hello there, everyone. Uh, thank you for being here in Indiana. We appreciate it. Uh, speaking of you said, John Favreau directing, writing, producing this yeah. chapter nine of the Mandalorian. Yeah. I tell you what, after revisiting this, I think of all the chapters. Well, obviously, the, that big chapter. I can't. Fr- I'm blanking on the title right now. When Boba which, which officially one? like shows up and smashes all the stormtrooper helmets, Ooh, um, I can find out. I don't. Remember. But regardless, um, this chapter for John Favreau directing, writing, and producing. I think this one might give us the biggest sense of what the book of Boba Fett may feel like. Of all of the different Mandalorian chapters because of Favreau's heavy involvement with that specific chapter because we've heard John Favreau speak before that Boba Fett was his inspiration behind even creating this Mandalorian story so he's very much into the character, and I think you know obviously with his hands all over chapter nine, I think that's a good representation of maybe what he the feel the vibes that you that he hopes that you get when seeing a book of Boba Fett what do you think about that personal head thought that I have going on right now
0: and you're referring to chapter nine correct correct yes I don't I don't see that necessarily okay um I, I I think I understand where you're coming from I don't think that that's my feel as far as what Book of Boba is going to look like. It, yeah. If, if you're going to draw a parallel to the two, you know, chapter nine versus Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be very different. But that's okay. just a personal take. You know, it's, it's nothing major on that. Sure. And by the way, the episode where Boba Fett comes back in full force is called The Tragedy.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: So I, I, went looked at, I went and looked it up real quick. Took yeah. me a second. But yeah, well, that, the, that's the, the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are some general thoughts we have there on, you know, Chapter nine before we dive deep into it, but uh I do let's just go ahead and get deeper into it. I will say yes. as far as Boba Fett goes, obviously, the thing that smacks us in the face with this chapter was Timothy Oliphant's Cobb Vanth. He's wearing Boba's armor. So naturally for us, I think. Uh, we're thinking about is it possible for Cobb Vanth to reappear in the Book of Boba Fett? But I will say before we speculate on that idea, just in general, DJ, what were your overall thoughts on the character of Cobb Vanth?
0: I remember hearing whispers and rumors across Twitter about Mm -hmm. this character named Cobb Vanth and uh, his rumored appearance into Mandalorian Season 2 because he was previously mentioned in a novel. Uh, canon novel. i don't know what novel um so if somebody knows you know drop it in the chat we'll 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 shout you out
1: aftermath it was in a
0: it was yeah. aftermath
1: yeah okay so. sweet
0: that's great um i didn't know that and i'm glad you did but <clears throat> him being in that one was great connection so a lot of the novel fans especially i know there's a lot of hardcore aftermath fans out there so it was nice to see that connection made because it kind of lends to uh, a lot of a lot of new a lot of new things and we actually have two more guests um about uh, who've just come into the chat we've got Roll farm boy rfb how's it going everybody good to see you and then uh blue harvest bricks confirms it's the aftermath series where we see um thank you sir Cobb Vanth, <laughs> and then a, a new a new individual miss sunflower hello miss sunflower Oh,
1: miss sunflower has been visiting our channel a lot lately we appreciate that
0: oh, okay cool <laughs> so i I, what i don't know who tia organa is is that uh princess leia's adopted mother
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know if miss sunflower is referencing indiana skywalker's incredible username potentially and coming up with a different one Ah, i don't that's what i was thinking when i saw that comment (laughs) that'd be good too
0: we'd go with uh miriam organa there you go there's your (laughs) Indiana. there's your indy connection um but back on Cobb vamp i Uh like i like this um what's that show justified that timothy yes. oliphant did i binged it for a little bit right after chapter nine i tried to go through it all and i just i just couldn't uh, do it and okay uh, her aunt's uh, Leia's aunt's name is t organa good oh, to know didn't know that uh, <laughs> didn't know that that's new information to me um so as we get going into this episode you know it was just kind of cool to see timothy oliphant come back to a western type of a movie where he's the gunslinger like a legitimate gunslinger and yeah. I know that the guy who played the weak way also was in Westerns mm. back in the day. I don't yes. know that actor's name, but I, I don't even know what the guy looks like, but I just know he was in Westerns. I heard somebody say that somewhere on Twitter, I think like two years ago or whenever sure. it was. So <laughs> um, I just think it's really cool that he came into Star Wars with that kind of a Western John Wayne type swagger. And it complements yeah. what we saw in season one from Brendan Wayne. Yeah. um so it, it, it's just cool stuff you know I think it's cool that he he jumped in like that
1: yeah I and think it's exciting Timothy Oliphant matches the genre and matches the character of Cobb Vance beautifully yes. like job yes. well done on casting and I'm so glad he was willing to uh come and play this character what did you think as far as as soon as you saw him standing in that doorway did you immediately think it was Boba's armor as soon as you saw it <clears throat>
0: I did 100%.
1: Okay, I mean, me too. Me I, too. The
0: second I saw it, 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 it was so captivating because I was thinking, why is, like, there were rumors. We all remember the rumors. There were rumors that Boba Fett would show up in season two. And mm-hmm. I thought, I just, I didn't understand why that was a thing. And I, at the time it felt, I remember feeling like, this is not good because we're establishing new characters. They People had been say, saying for months at that point, let's move away from the Skywalkers. Let's just kind of yeah. do our own thing out here. And it's okay if it takes place in the same timeline, you know, let's, it doesn't matter if that's the case. Let's just do these new characters. I was kind of feeling that way for a while. And then when this happened, I was thinking, why, why are they dropping this in there? Like, if I go back to that, I got up at 5am that day, I remember and go back to me sleep, (laughs) just being super sleepy over here on the couch, just trying to figure out what was (laughs) going on. I'm like, why are they doing Boba Fett? It just didn't make sense to me, but it was (laughs) Tatooine. It was definitely his armor, and I remember looking at it and being like, that's not, that can't be Boba Fett. Like, he he seemed too thin.
1: Oh, definitely. He looked so awkward standing there. Yeah,
0: I heard, I remember hearing one person (laughs) say, it was like when you're a kid and, like, you play dress up with, like, Uh like, like, I know my sister would play dress up with my mom's clothes. And yeah. they, never, they don't fit, you know, because you're a toddler wearing adult clothing. That's kind of what it looked like. You know, it just it's what I, it reminded me of being a kid and trying on my dad's suit jackets or like when you're uh-huh. really little and try to put your dad's shoes on, you know, that sure. kind of deal. It just it, that's what it looked like. And so well,
1: and I ahead. love that. I love that they yeah. they committed to kind of making him look that way in that armor because us as fans, we know, look, dude, you're, that's not yours, man. Come on. That yeah, and th- is prom- that is yeah. fit for the fets, my guy. Get yes. that off. <laughs> it,
0: it, it, it's a fit, fet or fet, fit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I, it was, it was odd. It was kind of different, but I, I liked it. And in the moment after, and even rewatching it yesterday, I, I was kind of finding myself remembering how I was thinking about it the first time I watched it. And by the time I got to the end of the episode, I was like, that's Cobb Vance armor. It's like what yeah. I was thinking to, it was C- Cobb Vanth was for mm. a moment Boba Fett. Um, and to me, he was anyway for just yeah. a moment. I mean, a lot of people may disagree on that, but
1: sure. Um, I mean, you know I what? certainly would have loved to see Cobb Vance continue down wearing that armor. I was, I mean, I'm repping him second week in a row. I got there Cobb go. Vance that, on my t-shirt repping that Boba Fett armor. I would have loved to see him carry that on, but I think that what we got instead was much appreciated. Now, Blue Harvest Bricks in the chat kind of segues us, honestly, to this next question that we had here in our notes. It's almost like, you know, being a Discord member, there's there's like a connection through the force. So if you're not a Discord (laughs) member, maybe you should uh, join our Discord. Uh, But Blue Harvest Bricks says, when I saw Cobb Vanth in Boba's armor, I thought we aren't getting the real Boba Fett then. Glad I was wrong. So like I said directly, our next (laughs) question in the notes did we think this would be the last time we would see Boba's armor in action? I know for me personally, because it gave that backstory of how he came across the armor. I didn't think so. I, I thought that we would continue to see it uh, moving forward. I didn't know at the time that it was going to be Boba wearing it. Well, obviously, until the very end of the episode. But in the moment when I was seeing it, I was like, OK, Cobb Vanth is going to be our Boba type of character in the in the franchise moving forward.
0: I definitely thought something similar, you know, I didn't know necessarily if we'd come back to him though, you know, my thinking was I liked him as the Boba Fett type character in this episode. So Mm -hmm. when you say going forward, I didn't think going forward, I definitely thought right then and there.
1: Mm, Gotcha. Um,
0: But once he hands the armor back over at the end of the episode and Mando rides away with it, I, and the thing that I oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll come to that later.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, all, good. all good. If man. I remember
0: well, I'll say it now because I might forget. But say when it. the perspective, the force perspective changes the the it goes from full screen or whatever to widescreen, mm-hmm. and that's when he rides away, and that's when we actually sure. see Boba turn, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Dun-dum. that yeah, that <laughs> for me was, and I was listening to that Boba Fett song just oh, before gosh. we went live tonight, just to kind of hype my. I got he gave me like the right kind of a. Adrenaline, adrenaline you know it was it was perfect it is perfect see there's that connection again <laughs> but all of that to say watching him hand that armor over i was expecting something like um okay they're gonna hand this armor over <clears throat> and it's gonna go to like the armor i was 100 mm. expecting to see the armor mm. again and when we didn't see the armor again i was a little bummed but by the time we got to Luke Skywalker, I didn't really care.
1: Sure, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I want to see the armor come back though. Still, uh, that hasn't changed. But I really thought that that armor would just kind of go somewhere else. I didn't know where. I just figured, okay, maybe Mando may get something of his. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. And then the fact that it wait, we waited for so long to give it back to Boba was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for well, me,
0: I, I really didn't think we'd see it again. You know, okay, just, I fair,
1: know. fair. Yeah. Uh, next question here. We're, we're diving deep into this armor kind of discussion. You know, I alluded to the backstory of the Jawas getting hold of Boba Fett's armor uh, whenever Cobb Vance started explaining to Din Djarin, you know, how he came across it or whatever. Um, and for me, whenever I think as far as, okay, how did that happen? I believe in that Aftermath series, it is explained. I don't know that with 100% confidence. Okay but I want to say that the potential story is out there. All I know is that Cobb Vanth, like Cobb Vanth explains is that he bought it off of the Jawas. Uh, But I don't know. I I would certainly like for this to be portrayed in the book of Boba Fett. You know, Tamara Morrison has mentioned before that we're getting flashbacks uh, to go back to the character some Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. I would certainly love this to be a telling a story point of, okay, how yes. did Boba Fett, first of all, how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? Second yes. of all, how did the armor then make that journey all the way to Cobb Vanth uh, where we end up, you know, seeing it for the yeah. first time?
0: I have a I have a general, you know, idea maybe of how that can happen. This is something I've thought about quite a bit since the trailer released a few weeks back. You know, there's that one shot of those sand people, the Tusken Raiders kind of walking toward the camera in, in the trailer. Right. Yeah. And I remember thinking... <clears throat> Okay, that's not just in there for no reason. I mean, all every every movie trailer puts the elements that the 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 filmmakers want you to see, you know, initially. And the Tuscan Raiders being there, I don't think is a misdirect. Personally, Mm -hmm. I Mm. think it's I think it's something very important. So my tinfoil hat, you know, theory here is going to be Boba climbed out of Sarlacc pit for whatever reason that changes perspective on his life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm going to sell my armor to the Jawas. All right. So he sells them mm-hmm. to the Jawas and then somehow commits to becoming a Tusken Raider. He says, I'm going to become one of you. And they take him yeah. in and that would explain the gaffy stick and the rifle and the hood and the, and the tunic and all that good stuff uh-huh. um, that we see in the tragedy, that episode. Sure. That's what makes
1: sense to me. Um, Well, I guess the only thing that I'm thinking of there is, well, what makes him trigger to want to go back and get the armor then if he was wanting to sell it off?
0: I think it's he hears rumors because we got to remember Cobb Vanth has had the armor for about six years because remember his story begins the moment the second Death Star blows up. You know, he runs off into the desert, gets saved by the Jawas, comes back, wrecks shop on those mining people, the mining collective, and then he becomes the Marshal of Mos Pelgo. So you, you, we have to remember that there is a six-year period here, but or six or seven-year period between Return of the Jedi and Mandalorian. Yeah. By the time we get to um, chapter nine, sure. you know, Boba is going to have heard about this guy wearing Mandalorian armor on Tatooine well right. we've heard over and over that Mandalorians don't come around on Tatooine much mm-hmm. and who's the main guy who's on Tatooine that's a Mandalorian from the OT that would be Boba Fett you know so yeah. it makes sense that he would say I want my armor back whatever the reason is he just wants his armor back you know I like I, it I, I, I don't know that's my that's my theory that could go 100 sideways okay yeah. that could be totally in the recycle bin tomorrow sure
1: right. well but, no i i think you know. there's something there i think there's something there story-wise now tuscan raiders uh you've alluded to them we got some tuscan raider uh, discussion going on there in the chat Miss sunflower says i think the tuscan raiders took care of boba after he got out he was badly injured and they nursed yes. him back to health i love yeah, I that think, i think that's 100 yeah. correct and i think, I think that's, that's something, that, with them. something that dj has kind yeah. of predicted when we did our book of boba fett i guess speculation from that trailer But that also kind of gets us to our next question. Again, it's like, golly, the force works in mysterious ways tonight. (laughs) Do we think Mando being able to speak with the Tusken Raiders is a setup for a potential Book of Boba connection? And I'll go ahead and give my answer here. I think it would be really cool if we see in the Book of Boba Fett uh, Boba discussing with the Tusken Raiders and somehow Din Djarin's name gets brought up into the conversation. And I think just that small little connection, small little yeah. conversation would be really neat.
0: <laughs> well, I, I remember thinking about this last night and I was sitting there watching Mando communicate and I, I'm looking at this question through a lens of, I expect, I don't want to, uh, I'll go with expect. I expect to see Boba have some sort of a relationship with the Tusken Raiders, with the yeah. Sand people. I think so too. And, and I think that if, if he has that relationship, they have teased it a ton in chapter nine through, uh, Din Djarin, you know, being able to do hand motions and speak sign language and you don't really speak sign language. Do you, you know, you, you, right. you do sign language. <laughs> so he's doing him using sign language. I would love to understand no. what, that scene was my sister actually knows sign language so she yeah. she could very easily help me with that probably cool. regard regardless regardless okay <laughs> um and by the way my sister's actually in the chat so hey savannah um Hello, sis. no i can talk to you later i don't need to talk to you on youtube but <laughs> <laughs> regardless um you know i think that there is a connection there how prominent i'm not sure but you know we'll see
1: yeah well you know i just theorizing speculating and and you know we're speculating with the book of boba fett so it fits the fits the genre of boba festivities you mentioned him having a connection with tuscan raiders i think it'd be cool to see him invite tuscan raiders to his dining hall and them have a meal together
0: (laughs) bless you caleb keller that is the that is the greatest prediction anybody could say is what does boba do he's gonna have tuscan raiders write up single file on banthas to the front door it's gonna lift up, and that thing's gonna pop out before the doors lift up and go, go. Might be cause a ho, 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 and then backs in. And I wish I could do that voice. I can't do it. Yeah. But, and then they all just walk in, and they just yeah. they eat rancor meat or something. I don't know sure. what 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 does Boba
1: eat? It'd Bo- be, I don't know. Do they bring know. him?
0: Cra- Do they bring him crate dragon? Crate in? dragon, and, and man. he's just eating crate dragon with the sand people.
1: It would certainly just- make sense because the sand in, people in are probably din- feeding oh. on that meat for a long time.
0: What if that pearl they pull out of the crate dragon has like some sort of like they're paying Boba, like Boba's huh. like the godfather, <laughs> and he hel- he helps protect the sand people, and that's their payment, and they're just paid off.
1: I mean. They just- <laughs> That would be certainly cool. <laughs> it's
0: so ridiculous. Could you imagine all of that taking oh, place? Man. It'd be so much fun. Yeah, oh, I would. Man, all right, insane. I do. I think we're getting <laughs> we're
1: going down a little rabbit hole with this one. But I'm here oh, for man, it now. Yeah, I'm here I for love it. it. <laughs> I love it. All right, next oh, thing man. that we have here, as far as chapter nine goes, potentially connecting to the book of Boba Fett. Next question: We're getting here toward the end of the chapter. Do we think Boba was present during the first meeting of Cobb Vance? mando and the sand people when they were sitting around that that fire right that's when they first met to all together in
0: the, in the stink drink
1: yeah 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 do we think that was that he was in the background lurking in the shadows i certainly do uh, i don't know if that's I'm just my own to hear that. personal headcanon. canon i think it would be cool if we get like a pov of boba lurking in the shadows as that entire chapter is going <laughs> and a, and on in a, fl-
0: a flashback in a
1: flashback that, in the book of cool. boba fett i think that'd it would be, be cool. s- awesome.
0: Well, I, I, I remember writing this question and thinking he's got to be back there.
1: Uh-huh. Like,
0: you know, it's not it, he doesn't have to, like, be in those shots. I right, think right, the, right, 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 right. It's kind of almost like Back to the Future 2. Marty McFly can see himself playing guitar on stage from above the rafters. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's how we kind of see a flashback. I, I, yeah. Star Wars is not. A stranger to pulling from multiple genres so why not pull back pull into uh, a back to the future type of genre i feel like back to the future doesn't fit any other genre I feel like it's its own genre yeah. in a way yeah. it, it kind of does its own thing but anyway other than like a teen movie but regardless um it could be like like that i think he, you're right i think he might be lurking in the shadows until you said that i was like no he's fully in garb right there next to din jar sure. the whole time and he's like that guy's wearing my armor <laughs> I gotta get, got get my armor back. Like that's how. That's it's just like he's like, oh my he's, goodness. He's like that's not yours. I sewed I sewed that to the Jawas. Like he's just like being Boba Fett, but he's also you know being a sand sure. person. You know, it's just it's so ridiculous. I love, yeah. It. I love yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Oh okay, kind of similar, similar. <laughs> do you, Do we think he was present for the crate dragon? Showdown, I certainly, again, if I'm saying that he was in the shadows during the entire chapter, I certainly think that he is watching this transpire from a distance, seeing what's up, seeing what he's going to have to do to potentially get his armor back off of Cobb Vanth. He's, he's studying his potential enemy. He's wanting to see how powerful or how how skilled Cobb Vanth is, but, you know, he sees the transition go down between Cobb Vanth just giving him the armor, so he he's like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about that then, at least yet. Maybe there yeah. will be in the book of yes. Boba Fett. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe. I was thinking when I wrote this question that he was down there in the sand helping everybody. Hmm. Now, that's what I was thinking when I wrote <laughs> this question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're here in person in live, mm-hmm. you know, t- in real time here, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and say he's chilling on a cliff in the distance, just yeah. watching the, he's waiting for the suns to set at the right time. Uh huh. so he doesn't have to look at them so mm-hmm. he can look he can look at us <laughs> and watch and just see us you know I, I'm, I'm that's what i'm thinking is kind of happening now that you've said that i i really really like the idea of him being like the godfather of the sand people even yeah you know and he's that's why his robes are a different color like you have to achieve a certain status it's like when you get your like your master's and your doctorate your robes for graduation change boba's graduated He's just moved up. He's got like his doctorate in Tusken Raider, the- or, uh, whatever, ology, Tusken Raiderology. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All
1: right. We are now at the end of the chapter. We finally get the big reveal that Boba Fett is back in the Star Wars franchise. The twin sons of Tatooine are setting. You know, we get that that closing in, widescreen lens he turns around spurs walking toward the camera tamara morrison is back but this time he is playing boba fett dj let's just go back to that moment let's just pause on this like uh analysis and and what we could pull from this to go into the book of boba fett and let's just share appreciation of how incredible of a moment this truly was yeah I mean, my jaw literally hit the floor. I was drooling until uh, we (laughs) had to go back into the studio and record our spoiler review of the episode back in the early days of Mando talk. And (sighs) to this day, I'm still blown away with the fact that this was pulled off. Now we did, you know, we we kind of theorized and speculated, specu- speculated leading up to season two that maybe Boba Fett would somehow come back, but it actually happened, and it's just remarkable to see as a prequelist that me and DJR seeing yes. Tamara Morrison playing as a Fett character yet again, it's yeah. just all kinds of emotions came running back.
0: I remember again 5 a.m. You know, by the time this showed up, it was five. 50 you know because mm-hmm. it was a 53 minute long episode <laughs> Five 550 rolls around i hear my wife's alarm go off in the other room and i'm thinking okay she's about to get up and then mando rides off and i'm like wait a minute mandalorian is riding off into the sunset who's that guy Wait, that's who is that and then he turns and i was like is that <laughs> is that is that Tamara Morrison? And that was yeah. what I thought, because again, behind the scenes junkie, right here. I mean, uh-huh. I, I immediately was like, "That's that's Tamara Morrison." And uh-huh. and, and as somebody who's watched the Clone Wars, you always remember that's Dee Bradley Baker's voice, and that face that we see in the cartoon is based on Tamara Morrison. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, I've seen Tamara Morrison in cartoon form. I've seen him as Jango Fett. His voice is now in the original trilogy his, mm-hmm. the, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. So the whole time I'm like, that's, that's Tamara Morrison. That is Django that is Fett. That's Bo- at, maybe Django Fett at the time, is what I kept saying. I was like. It's Django Fett. No, it's not. It's Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So many emotions, so many feelings. My heart's racing even now trying to remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think I cried.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't, I, th- I wouldn't I think blame I, cried. You. I think I I wouldn't cried. doubt it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I almost cried watching the book of Boba Fett trailer. Just the, just the Bomar monk spider thing that crawled out. I was like, <laughs> what? I had almost shed a tear for that. You know, it was, there you go. it was, a, it was incredible. So just seeing that he came back, I had to, have. I think yeah. that morning I got up, I made breakfast, I ate a bowl of baby Yoda cereal. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't know his name was Grogu at the time, so right, I was right, in the right. Baby Yoda cereal. And just thinking about, whoa, that was Boba Fett. Okay, we'll see him again next week. Is mm-hmm. what I thought, and I the, thought so
1: too. I, I thought I did we were going to get Boba in the next week. Every week. Well, in the next, the next chapter, Din Djarin was attacked right off the bat of the episode. Yes, yes. I thought it was going to be Boba Fett. I thought it was going to be like his little buddies or something doing a job for him, and no, nope, it wasn't. And we had to uh, wait few more episodes
0: you know th- this is one of those things that um we have to like i love speculating but mm-hmm. i like speculating in a healthy way so that we don't elevate expectations sure i'm i messed up in that area with kenobi <laughs> i was in disney plus day as a whole i mean i said i remember last tuesday it was i was like oh i want a buffet yeah and we did we did not get a buffet cautiously we got-
1: optimistic
0: Not me, not that day, not not that, and I learned that lesson. But with this one, I was like, okay, that's it, we're never seeing Boba Fett again. That's all that was. Like, I told Uh myself, we're not seeing him again. So, when we came to uh, the tragedy episode 10, no, not 10, it'd be like 12 or something, anyway. Whenever that finally showed up, I was
1: 13's Jedi, 14's tragedy, I think.
0: Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, let's roll with it. That's right, (laughs) that's right. No, it is right. Um, but. I, I when he showed up in that episode, I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's Boba Fett. You know, it was just like everything you you, yeah. you see Boba Fett. And you're like, that's Boba Fett. Like I was at Six Flags one time and I saw a guy wearing a Boba Fett T-shirt. And I was like, I like that Boba Fett shirt. He's like, me, too. <laughs> it was just, you see Boba Fett and you're like, holy cow. And so yeah. seeing Tamara Morrison, um, a.k.a. Jango Fett, a- a- a.k.a. Boba Fett, the prequelist in me got excited mm-hmm. because I was. I don't know if you were, you tell me how you thought about this Caleb but for me I, I was under the impression Disney didn't care about the prequels anymore. And and, and seeing Cobb Vanth on what is now been confirmed Anakin Skywalker's pod race engine that he's turned into a speeder, I was like, "Oh, prequel stuff. Yes." And pit droids. I was like, "Oh yeah, sweet pit droids." And then mm-hmm. then there was Boba Fett, but it's Tamara Morrison who played Jango Fett. Yeah. So all my prequel love was just like yes absolutely it was just so much emotion so much feeling i mean i could go on and on and on absolutely I don't want to. What, yeah what did i mean you think? were you of that opinion at all or
1: well as far as the disney aspect goes i think they've realized now that there is a lot of love for the prequels out there and i think yeah. they are now i mean we're getting a kenobi series folks and that's definitely yeah. going to be heavy prequel vibes it's also going to connect to the original trilogy obviously but I mean, Hayden Christensen, th- I think Disney has finally realized that the, the prequel audience is there. We're all adults now, the ones that grew up with the prequels. Yes. So the, the people that are going to make the noise online are, are people that love or the us, prequels.
0: Us. <laughs> I, I, it, we've gone full circle from J.J. J. Abrams saying, I'm going to put Jar Jar Binks's bones in the Jakku Desert yeah. all the way to here's jango fett but he's boba fett you know it's that's where we've come to it's yeah. it's, it's wild plus ahsoka in in this show too you know, yeah you can't, and a series for her all
1: that's right a whole,
0: that's a whole other thing <laughs>
1: yeah all right guys well listen that is our chapter nine the marshall kind of breakdown of of what we could potentially see carry over into the book of boba fett let us know if we maybe missed something with that chapter but there's more this week we're gonna go ahead and now talk about uh the making of season two dj what what do we got on that front
0: just before we jump into that okay we had a couple of folks in the chat oh, uh talking okay. about some more tuscan raider talks which are i love Tusken raider talks i think i do too when i was a kid i thought having the, the tuscan raider uh action figure was weird and now as an adult i'm like where's my tuscan raider action figure <laughs> um but Miss Sunflower said Boba's going to rule over Tatooine in Book of Boba Fett. Of course, we know that. Uh, he has the Tuskens, the different syndicates, and his friends with the new ruler of Mandalore and his adoptive son, Grogu, Luke's Padawan. Wow, there's a lot of of, of allies happening there. But she said Tuskens and different syndicates. I then said, ooh, a Tusken syndicate. So the sand people That's cool. have... Co- I like the idea of a Tuscan syndicate happening in the book of Boba Fett. So more speculation, more stuff for Sam people. Caleb, do you want to add to that?
1: I mean, I love it. I'm here for it.
0: All right. I'm here for it. Let's go into (laughs) Disney Gallery, the making of season two. Now, if you'll remember in Disney Gallery, um, these were really two episodes that compiled season two thus far and they may add to it i don't know if if someone knows please tell me but um there there, we've got two episodes for season two um of mandalorian behind the scenes making of and if you'll remember they did not break them up into individual episodes for each episode to parallel to the actual mandalorian series this was like an hour or so long special it was just boom 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 let's put it all one thing And then we didn't get Luke Skywalker for several months. And then in August, we got Luke Skywalker, which we did a full breakdown on that back in August, I think it was. Um, So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that out. But as far as what we got that is Boba Fett related in just the chapter nine episode, uh, there isn't a whole lot to talk about with Boba Fett. But like I said, it, it does get some behind the scenes stuff. We do see a lot of Timothy Oliphant about a minute probably of him in behind the scenes stuff. And he just looks like he's enjoying being a part of star Wars. That's primarily what it looks like. Um, this is what it looks like. And I think that's great. Now, Caleb, here's our question. Do you think, and those of you who are, who are listening, um, and you if you're watching live, let us know your answer to this question. Do you think that Timothy Oliphant enjoyed his time on the Mandalorian?
1: Yes. I certainly believe he enjoyed his time on The Mandalorian, and I certainly believe because of that, and I, I'm, I'll answer our, our question here of our podcast episode, I think Timothy Olyphant's Cobb Vanth is coming back in the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. I will say my percentage right now on how I feel about that is a 70%. We're going to see Cobb Vanth show up wow. in Book of Boba Fett in some form. It will be pretty remarkable if that was kept secret since we know the book of Boba Fett is wrapped at this point. I mean, it's coming next month, but that's, that's how I feel right now. I mean, I certainly hope so. I got the cop vanth on the shirt. I got to rep it. I got to stick to it. He's back. He's coming back folks.
0: Wow. I
1: don't know if he's coming
0: back and I, we love being optimistic here at Mando talk, you know, (laughs)
1: um,
0: (laughs) except this past Tuesday, but we won't talk about it. Um, we love being optimistic. So, for the sake of being different, I'm going to say he's not coming back.
1: Ooh, I'm gonna,
0: I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm optimistic. He could come back. That's fine. But uh-huh. I don't think he is. Well, um, I appreciate Blue, I,
1: Blue Harvest Bricks and yeah. Sunflower backing me up.
0: <laughs> you know what? Somebody's got to take the dark side every now and then. I sure. mean, I do have Darth Vader right here behind me. <laughs>
1: Do you want yeah, to talk to a lot him? of empire strikes back around you to the left to well, the I right had, everywhere. i
0: had to surround myself with <laughs> boba fett you know he's in these pages he's not on this poster but i mean he should be <laughs> Yeah, uh, he should regardless be. you know what um I, I don't think he's coming back i don't think Cobb Vanth is coming back let me clarify that so those of you who are listening you know let us know what you think if you don't Get to do this live with us, you know. Tweet at us or go join our Discord and, and tell us if you think that he's coming back. I mean, clearly, Miss Sunflower and Blue Harvest Bricks think that he's coming back. I am gonna say he's not, and mm. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. All right. Well, listen. Let's go to Under the Helmet. Next and I'm going to pass it to DJ uh, To go ahead and give us Kind of his big takeaways for Under the Helmet the Legacy of Boba Fett That is the Disney Plus Day special That came out on that day It's a 21-22 minute special Diving deep into like The creation of the character Some background behind the character And things of that nature So we felt like we could go ahead and knock it out And discuss that here on our first Episode first chapter of Boba Festivities and DJ did a great job as far as you know leading the way is getting those notes down so i'm gonna pass it to him and uh what you got dj what you got
0: first of all i don't feel like we could talk about um this special at least i can't without Uh, this
1: oh (laughs) there you go
0: i intend (laughs) to speak freely
1: (laughs) the prototype
0: it's the prototype <laughs> Boba Fett helmet. This viewfinder thing is uh-huh. legit. If you have the money to just spend on something like this, yeah. Uh do it. Oh, hold on. For the hold on. You ready? Uh-huh. Just a head nod. That's it. There you go. <laughs> it's you can't the first time I got this, this is a true story. I got it out, put it all together, because there are some some assembly required required. But I got it all together and immediately went and looked in the mirror and just nodded and i was like i i peaked i can't it doesn't get better (laughs) you have to
1: you have to
0: (laughs) yeah you do have you do have to because that's like this fun segue this whole special is just one giant head nod to boba fett yes it is and and because under the helmet exists it it's something we we can talk about now we've already been kind of goofy tonight and I like being goofy, but some of these questions that, and these thoughts I have on under the helmet, we're going to get a little goofy, okay? So if you like okay. having fun and you like being Star Warsy, let's uh, let's get into this, okay? And Miss Sunflower, you're jumping ahead of us. We are going to talk about <laughs> Boba's cape momentarily, so please stay tuned. All but right. first things first, <laughs> before we even press play on the gloriousness that is under the helmet, all right? let's let's just take a second and appreciate the menu just just it's there at the top banner even today it's still the top one of the top banners on disney plus Plus. and you click on it you go to this menu and it's this beautiful picture of three different boba fett's a drawing the first like you know full suit with the original gun and then uh, another I- an image of boba right behind it it's beautiful it's captivating. It gets my attention as a behind-the-scenes junkie. Caleb, what did you think about just the menu?
1: Oh, it, it it's nice, rightfully so. It's it's beautiful. It's I mean, it's it's beautiful. I don't know what else to say. It looks great, it looks great. <laughs> it's
0: great. And I wanna we we'll, I'll address Blue Harvest Bricks really quick. No, I do not have more Boba Fett stuff than Steven Sandsweet. Steven Sandsweet is a god legend. among collectors. I he's mean he's a just, legend, he's an incredible guy. And, <laughs> And uh, Rancho Obi Wan is kind of on the Star Wars bucket list. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, um, that, and we'll I we, definitely
1: want to be there one day. I want to go.
0: Yes, and we should go to. Let's just let's make it a thing. Mando, to, th- get here. Okay, get Mando. Talk to Rancho Obi Wan. Help us yeah. get to Rancho Obi Wan. I don't know how. <laughs> if you gotta, I don't know how that works. We don't I'm even sure. we don't have any way of doing that. But help us get there, okay? I mean, if N- we
1: we get enough subs and enough views, then we can start. You know, making some money I guess I don't know we're not here for that though we're here to just geek
0: out I'm here I'm (laughs) here to talk but if you would like to see us go to Rancho (laughs) Obi-Wan sure (laughs) but how about y'all just go to Rancho Obi-Wan and tell us about it and then we'll be jealous of you
1: okay yeah yeah that's true (laughs) all
0: right let's move into the actual doc all right uh the opening shot first thing we get the master Ben Burt doing what Ben Burt does best making noises for a galaxy far (laughs) far away little bitty bugle horn and he goes this is what it sounds like oops my lips aren't wet enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh caleb what did you think about seeing ben burt in this opening cool. shot?
1: i, I love the opening shot it set this, it set the uh the mood and i yes. quite enjoyed
0: it <laughs> it's i i appreciate ben burt you know he is not only is he the voice of wally <laughs> more so more importantly he's the creator of all the sounds of star wars in my i mean mm-hmm. not all of them but the good ones lightsabers you know pew pew all that fun stuff okay yeah you don't have star wars without ben burt it's fantastic so for me as a super fan seeing ben burt just do what he does that's enough you know mm-hmm. that's that's enough all right um now the next thing we would get this kind of quick little breakdown Four lines of dialogue. That's all Boba Fett has in the entirety of the original trilogy. And they're all in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, So let's run those down. He says, as you wish. He's no good to me dead. What if he doesn't survive? Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. All incredible lines. In my head, I still don't really hear Tamara Morrison saying, uh, what if he doesn't survive? I hear mm-hmm. the original voice actor still in in, in my head mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. That's that's Boba Fett's four lines of dialogue <laughs> and they get they get used all the time in in various capacities. Caleb, have you ever just thrown one of these out there just because
1: I mean, I, okay, I can't lie to you. All day today I have been saying He's no good to me. Dead over and over again. There you go. Just to get ready for Boba Festivities tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. And
0: that's you know what's funny is that's kind of how a lot of people look at Boba Fett. He, we thought he died in the Sarlacc pit, uh, and they're like, "No, nah, he's he's no good to me. Dead." Like, yeah. bring him back, and when they and they did. So four lines of dialogue. They're fun to say. My favorite one is. Uh, do you have a favorite one, Caleb? Is of it those that four? one? Yeah, of those four.
1: I think it's he's no good to me. Dead.
0: Okay, that's a great one. And you, that's an emote on Battlefront 2, I think.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um,
0: but my favorite is put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I love yeah. I love that line. I don't know why. It's just it's cool. Well then another um, stat
1: too that they mentioned there was the six minutes and thirty-two seconds of screen time in the yes. entire original trilogy.
0: That that may be the winning trivia question on a game show one day. Yeah. So you guys might wanna if you're ever on a game show, you <laughs> might want to hold on to that one. <laughs> Um, I did a trivia night at at a uh, brewery a couple years ago for Star Wars. And one of the questions was how much screen time does Darth Vader have in Empire Strikes Back? It's like 13 minutes. It's like Uh, nothing. He's like barely in the movie and he's on the poster. It's crazy. Uh (laughs) Um, But, and then finally, before we get into the rest of this, like, and I I say finally, because after this, it's just, that was just, this is just the introduction we've talked about. (laughs) Um, They give a nice little recap of the cultural uh, uh, appearances of Boba and the one I kind of wrote out that it was just kind of like that one's hilarious to me is family guy and uh, Peter being Han Solo going ha ah, the giant chickens Boba oh. Fett <laughs> that makes, me so, that makes me so happy because it makes so much sense if you're a family guy fan it's just yeah. so funny to me <laughs> did you have anything that stuck out to you in that little recap Caleb
1: no other than it really expresses how much of a cultural icon Boba Fett is. I mean, I, and we just said the stats, four lines of dialogue and six minutes and 32 seconds of screen time. And he is instantly recognizable. I don't know yeah. if you can say that about any other character that's had that little of a role in a franchise.
0: No, and and you said that little of a role. I was about to be like Darth Vader, but you mean like a small,
1: small right, right, right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I can't think of anything. You know, everybody knows Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And I would say a lot of people know Boba Fett. You know, I've known yeah. a lot of people in my life who don't know anything about Star Wars, but they can say Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they'll get the droids' names mixed up, but they can get Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> what, how, I, it doesn't make sense to me because I, I, I live for this. But anyway, that's the introduction. Now let's get into the meat of this because this is where we're going to probably spend, a co- uh, hopefully, not a ton of time. We've already <laughs> kind of getting close to our. Our, our time constraint, but you know what? We were, we were 59 minutes on, on Tuesday. So
1: uh-huh.
0: we're going to buy a little bit of, t- we got tonight, a couple
1: of extra minutes.
0: We got a couple extra minutes to tack
1: on. <laughs> All
0: right. First thing, Joe Johnston talking the designs of Boba. All right, Caleb, did we know that boat or did you know, I'll ask, uh, that Boba was initially an elite version of a super stormtrooper.
1: No, I did not know that information.
0: Okay. I, I think I did. I, I okay. was, I remember watching it the other day on on Friday and um, thinking, oh, I knew that.
1: You know, mm-hmm. for whatever
0: reason, I, I knew that. So it's really cool that we see how the concept becomes what it has become. I, I mm-hmm. love when stuff like that happens. So, all right, uh, what what do we think about Boba's different weapons and designs?
1: I love it. I think they're all practical in a sense. I love the detail that went behind each and every single selection. I'm all here. I'm I'm all here. I'm here for it all. Yeah, for Boba Fett's weapons and devices. Yeah,
0: and I think most of them were showcased in Uh uh, the tragedy. So even the knee rockets, you know. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: I love knee rockets. Who who
0: needs who needs knee rockets? Nobody but Boba Fett. You know, (laughs) it's just good stuff. Now, Miss Sunflower, here's where you were um, shouting us out here just a second ago about Mm -hmm. Boba's cape. It's a Star Wars towel originally. It's a Star Wars towel that they used after they played volleyball on like their lunch break, you know, like, okay. First of all, I'm not playing volleyball on my lunch break. I (laughs) I just, that's not me. (laughs) So it's cool that they did that first of all, but it's a towel. Did you know that it was a towel before watching this?
1: Negative. I did not.
0: I, I did. There you go. Uh,
1: <laughs> See this. I think this is displaying the behind the scenes junkie of DJ. It,
0: it, it is. And the
1: not so much of Caleb. <laughs> but you know
0: what? We're going to get you
1: educated. That's
0: what this is all. Yeah, about. there you go. Um, all right. And then we go straight to the man himself, George Lucas.
1: So great.
0: And, and he this quote that he says in there, this is a good character. And people like the bad guys. Mm. I mean, people do love the bad guys. And mm-hmm. then he gives us a funny little smirk about the holiday special. He just mm-hmm. basically denies all involvement. I, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Caleb, <laughs> what about you, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious whenever he mentioned the holiday special. And you could just see his reluctancy of bringing it up. But, it, but he had to in that moment. He has
0: to, yes. But
1: before we move on from George Lucas, I just uh, wanted to express how awesome I think it is that he sat down to do this to record this i mean i i know dj you might know this better but i can't think off the top of my head of george lucas actually sitting down and recording something for behind the scenes Mm. for disney-owned star wars i know he's in like the Ryan the the last jedi thing when ryan johnson meets him and talks to him but it's not like a moment where george is like Mm -hmm. okay I'm sitting down, I got a camera right in front of me, an interviewer is asking me questions. I don't know if he's done that before, ever since Disney has acquired Lucasfilm. Correct me if I'm wrong, though.
0: I I don't know if he's done it just specifically for Star Wars. Mm. I know he's done interviews, but I don't know if they're for specifically something Star Wars. You know, know, I don't think that's it. And yeah, Blue Harvest Bricks, you're right. The towel was just for the prototype. Uh, suit they obviously that have been gutsy to throw something like that into the film
1: uh, i would have loved it <laughs> I,
0: I you know they the the tantive four um shuttle that princess leia is on in episode four the first spaceship you see
1: uh-huh. in
0: that model the model makers put a star wars poster in the cockpit inside the ego well so, i mean um you
1: this could, could do makes me something think like of, that this makes me think of solo whenever han is in he's trying to escape and he sees the empire propaganda and they, it plays the yeah. Imperial theme. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's just as much as having a star Wars towel. I mean, come on. <laughs> and
0: almost. Yeah. I mean,
1: and the cool thing was that
0: that was the first time that was in a theatrical thing. It was a thing that they pulled from rebels and mm-hmm. brought it into the the movie. Right, so that right. that's just, I loved know, knowing that that exists in a different major key, minor key, whatever it is in, yeah. inside the universe. But yeah, um, <laughs> I could talk about that for a while too, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, however, George Lucas being a part of, and just doing this, you're right. I think that is something we need to note as fans. Cause you know, not trying to be morbid, but you know, these people don't, people don't live forever, you know? And it's nice to know that one day George Lucas, you know, he, or there's one day where he sat down to talk about a character. He just helped design for five minutes and then didn't think much else yeah. about it, <laughs> but it's become this big deal. And you know, here we are talking about it even now. So um, that, that that that's kind of it for George Lucas. You know, he's in here a little bit more. But um, if you haven't watched it yet, why? First of all, haven't you watched it? And secondly, go watch it and then come back here. Um, but let's move forward. All right, what do we think about the parade? Of, I, okay, seriously, the parade thing for me is the best thing. What do you? This is the best thing about the whole special. I love yeah. everything about this parade in 1978. It's his first public appearance. He's signing autographs. I mean, the way the kids look at Vader and look at Boba. Mm-hmm. It says so much about the allure of star Wars, you know, Caleb, you know, what does that, what do you think of when you, when you see that, what does that, what does that conjure up for you?
1: Well, I mean, my initial reaction as far as him getting that type of reaction at that parade, as far as it being his first public appearance, yeah. I think if you're someone that is the designer of the way Boba Fett looked, you're probably in that moment, you're like, okay, we crush the design of this character if people yeah. are reacting in, in this kind of way. I feel like yeah. that would have been so rewarding had I been involved with that. And you see yes. just all these people going crazy over yeah. Boba Fett. And they hadn't really even seen him that much. No. I mean, yeah. it's just absolutely insane. But yes, I kind of I get those feelings. You know, I think back to being a kid and I it was a homecoming week. This is is how crazy Star Wars and just dressing up as Star Wars characters is.
0: I love where this is going.
1: My brother was in kindergarten, okay? I wasn't in school yet, so I'm just this kid on on the sidelines just watching the homecoming parade, whatever. And my brother's kindergarten class, their class theme was the Phantom Menace. And so a lot of the students were dressed as like Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And as a little kid looking up to these people that are older than me, so I think they're awesome. It's like, oh, that, those are Star Wars characters. That's so awesome. Yeah. And you don't even just, you, you just think, oh, you're looking at a six-year-old, but you're like, that's Darth Maul. It's yeah. just so cool. It, there's nothing quite like cosplaying dressing up as star wars characters and the legit boba fett of showing up in public for this parade i feel like would have been incredible to witness
0: yeah if i had a time machine you know they always say if you have a time machine where are you gonna go like almost uh-huh. always people would like for me as a star wars fan for years i was like i want to go back and see the movie in 1977 in th- in the theaters but you could potentially end up taking a ticket away from somebody that didn't who needed to go see you know there's all those ramifications this you show up for the parade you can just be a fly on the wall Uh It, it doesn't affect anything you're just there's boba fett and you're like yes yeah i i'm seeing boba fett it's just that'd be cool so the parade was fantastic now um let's kind of skip forward just a little bit caleb in the notes you know right. just for time's sake i want to talk about jeremy bullock and in mm-hmm. his contribution to the character he is boba fett um in empire and in many parts of, of the beginning of return of the jedi you don't have boba fett without jeremy bullock and no. i remember when it was announced that he passed away last year i was sad uh because it was like man another one of these original trilogy actors is has passed and that's always you know very sad as a fan to deal with and I loved listening to his wife Maureen he, mm-hmm. he, she was just while the parade was the coolest thing in this she was the jewel of this episode is is how I looked at her you know listening to her talk about Jeremy was fantastic I, I thought it was honored well his memory was honored well through her what do you think
1: oh it, it was well done it, it was beautiful I feel like the that jeremy was honored very well as far as his use his effort his passion for boba fett and not only boba fett but just the star wars community as a whole they expressed that and they didn't have they didn't spend a lot of time on it but it felt like they did because every second that they used to spend time on it was very meaningful so well done on, on that aspect of it
0: yeah, I think so, too. Did you know that he cameoed in Revenge of the Sith before this?
1: I did know that.
0: I did not know that. I
1: also knew that he was mm. the Imperial officer in Empire.
0: I, didn't know that. I did know yeah. that one. I yeah. just think it's. I thought it was really cool that he was in Revenge of the Sith. You know, he contributed to the prequels as well. Right. So technically, Boba Fett was in episodes two and three. So take that. There you go. Do it. Do with it what you want. um And I'm loving that we're getting a little nostalgic down here in the chat. Even Blue Harvest Brick says he remembers dressing up as a Jedi to watch the Phantom Menace on opening night over in the UK, which, dude. brother, dude, I can't believe you're awake. Thank you for being yeah. awake. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, okay, um, but, that
1: makes me think of something else. Go ahead. My all time favorite Halloween costume, Anakin Skywalker, Attack of the Clones. My mom went to the extent of braiding a jedi braid and i got a clip you know that that women put in their hair clipped it behind my ear and it just draped down all day long and i it was the proudest moment of my childhood
0: <laughs> You're the, that's a goat moment man that is a goat moment oh, yeah man, that's fantastic <laughs> i don't i never did that however i did dress up as luke skywalker one year for halloween that's and cool and i we, we did this thing where you could go to a mall and trick-or-treat around the mall uh-huh. and the first time I ever saw cosplay was of Django Fett mm. and it was his dad and his son was a mini Boba Fett.
1: Oh, <laughs> it was the, awesome.
0: It was the coolest thing I think I'd ever seen up to that point as far as cosplay goes. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's Django Fett. i was just <laughs> excited. Yeah. Um, tying it back over here. Now we got a lot from Jeremy Bullock. Then we got Daniel Logan.
1: Dude. So cool. So uh, cool. Go ahead. Talk about it. This was one of my big takeaways. Uh, this oh, may have sweet. just been my favorite moment, honestly. Was just Daniel Logan talking again and, and being on screen as far as a Lucasfilm developed project, this yeah. under the helmet thing. Bring him back, please. Somehow, yes. some way, make it happen. Tamara Morrison, you've talked about flashbacks in the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Give a flashback with yes. Daniel Logan wearing the Boba Fett armor. Wouldn't that be incredible? I mean, make it happen. He's the perfect age right now to flashback to original trilogy time frame. Yeah, let's he's like do it. He's let's do like it.
0: <laughs> you know, have you seen the behind the, the thing he did where he put on the armor? Those those pictures yes. he did. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It looks, incredible? It looks, looks fantastic. Great. You know, it, it's great. I would love to see him do something small. I mean, it, he, he could just be if he's just Daniel Logan. Doing a cameo, that's great. Mm. But maybe we'll get something like that. I don't know. But yeah, he was big take. And I loved the the nods to Clone Wars. I knew he voiced Boba in the Clone Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I very much appreciated hearing that. And then we get to Rancho Obi-Wan. All right. So cool. (laughs) So just to keep it, just to keep it short and sweet, this is we could have talked about Rancho Obi-Wan for a while, I think. But Caleb, what doesn't matter if it's Boba Fett or not, what are you going to steal from Rancho Obi-Wan? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm kidding. We're not oh going to steal anything from Rancho <laughs> Obi-Wan. Okay. But if you had the opportunity to have anything from Rancho Obi-Wan, uh, from what you've seen previously or from this, what, well, what is it?
1: It's a, it's a question that I was not prepared for.
0: It's In the notes.
1: <laughs> that was a question that I missed. <laughs> well,
0: that's okay. You know, i'll I'll say this i just want a gun i don't mm. really care whose gun it is oh i'll
1: tell you what the, the original boba fett gun that was pretty cool
0: that was cool that was I don't very think I, cool i don't think i want that one okay like it's cool don't get me wrong but i yeah. just want I, I just want i think i really want a stormtrooper gun i want an e11 blaster that's what i want. yeah would. that'd be cool that'd be the that i it would be in a glass case i mean really i would right take here. anything in there <laughs> yeah it's he wouldn't miss any of it <laughs> oh man you know i if you're I listening
1: love- steve i promise if, if no, you want to bring won't. mando
0: talk out there we won't steal anything no i you i'll put my hands in my pockets the whole time They'll they'll stay there i won't yeah. i won't take anything <laughs> it would just be a treat to go there um oh miss sunflower says she would take the screen used death star parts that is so, cool that would be neat have you seen the people on TikTok who turn their like office wall into like a Death Star wall?
1: No, With I haven't the, seen that.
0: I'll have to find one and send it to you, but it's really, really cool. These people are taking LED lights and making like Star Destroyer walls behind oh, them. Nice. It's really, 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 really cool. All right. Coming down to this final quote from Dave Filoni, the man, the myth, the legend, the Filoni. Dave Filoni said, having the Boba Fett figure invited creative thinking and invited stories to be told about this character certainly a nod to book of boba fett and also the things we learned from disney gallery in season one about just the making of the mandalorian but for me you know i remember when i got to college actually i'll take a step back toy story three came out when i was a junior in high school that night, after watching it for the first time, I went home and, and got out all my old toys and picked through the ones I wanted to hold on to. And I found my Boba Fett figure in there. Had it with me in my first car when I went to college. And I still have it. It's actually over on the TV stand in front of me. But hmm. um, I I love that Boba Fett figure. So having the action figure does a lot for the imagination. And you keep it, hold on to that and all that. And I've got other Boba Fett stuff back here, obviously. But like that one over there stays over there because it's, It's an important action figure. Yeah. Caleb, hearing this thing about having just the figure invited creative thinking, what does that say to you about just Boba Fett, Filoni, the future of Boba Fett? You know, just kind of talk about Mm. that for a second.
1: Well, it's certainly teasing of, of what's to come. Dave knows they they they've probably he, he's probably expressing always knows that he knows they created something pretty cool and he can't wait for us to see it but i think it speaks to you know i think it was robert rodriguez that directed the tragedy episode and he's going to yes. be heavily involved with the book of boba fett
0: i think he's helming the show
1: yeah he, he's heavily involved at least um it speaks to how much of a sandbox this franchise is so much fun could be had And Boba Fett in particular. There's so many places that that you could take Boba. And I'm sure this this is quite sad. I have never had a Boba Fett toy. Not once. Not a collectible. Nothing. Because I've never seen one. And I also have never, I don't really order things offline. As far as collectibles go, I kind of enjoy finding them. I have never owned a Boba Fett action figure collectible or anything. So I I don't have any experience as far as creating my own stories with the character, but I have that experience with other characters. I just never had a Boba Fett growing up.
0: We need to fix that. So you can invite some more creative thinking into your life. (laughs) That's what we need. You just got to have a Boba Fett figure and then you'll have the imagination of a six-year-old again, Uh and it'll, everything, (laughs) everything will explode after that. <laughs> well Maybe. i'm glad i'm glad that you know we have this quote from filoni because it tells us a lot about the care that while tuesday i was kind of in eh, about lucasfilm hearing mm-hmm. something like that kind of puts me into a better perspective to say you know what they do care i just it's nice they know they care it's it's just nice to know they care it, yeah. going back to tuesday i just wish they would do a little bit more better communicating the plan i guess so to speak so mm-hmm um i love this quote from filoni and it doesn't necessarily end it but it kind of goes into you know we had some interviews with samara morrison in there and then the special mm-hmm. just kind of ends with a short rehashing of the boba fett or book of boba fett trailer which quick plug you can go check out our reaction to that on youtube um we had a lot of fun doing that one uh, personally i got to do that on my own caleb did did his on his own and we got to talk about it quite a bit yeah. uh, up to this point so if you want to go check that out you can go do that but that's kind of how the special ends and right, then yeah. Up Pops directed by the executive producer blah blah blah, you know. Blah blah, how, blah blah blah. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah, you know. That's how that's how uh, credits go. They just yeah. say blah blah blah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that is our first Boba Festivities chapter where we dive deep into the character of Boba Fett. What did you think of under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. I know I certainly enjoyed it. It was a quick 22 minutes. Uh, and and by quick, I, I don't mean like it should have been longer. I just felt like it was perfect. It went by fast because it was so much fun. But what did you think of it? Now, I, I do want to say this, though. There is actually something in here in this Under the Helmet special that was mentioned that I think we should talk about that, we, that was not brought up tonight. And it was this line. It was that less is more with Fett. And the question that I have, and we're not going to talk about it tonight. This will maybe we'll carry this over into next week's Boba Festivities chapter two, the less is more with Fett quote. I can't remember who said it in the special, but it made me think, does this make us feel a certain type of way as we are getting more and more and more and more Boba Fett? Because we're fixing to get a series on him. Is it possible that that less is more mentality is going to fade away we won't speak to that we will tease that for next week, and we will also discuss the next chapter in the Mandalorian that Boba Fett appears in which I believe is the the big deal of the tragedy so we can't wait to do that i can't wait to have dj uh our prototype boba fett on for that week's episode and uh we'll see you tuesday for sure because tuesdays are star wars news so don't forget about that but uh dj i appreciate you being here yet again this week anything you want to say to our lovely audience before we get out of here
0: he's no good to me dad
1: (laughs) there you go (laughs) Uh,
0: other than that get a boba fett helmet it makes your life a little better. <laughs>
1: there you go. All right. Well, we hope you have a great week, or rest of the week, and a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday when we cover our Star Wars news, and we will certainly see you for Boba Festivities number two. And until then, check us out on socials, at Mandotalk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. And uh, until then, until next time, as always, we have spoken.